Hey guys, just giving a quick content warning before you start listening to this podcast. This is about superheroes, so you might be of any age, because superheroes are for people of all ages. But we gave the world access to asking whatever random question about superheroes you can think of. So the truth is people are perverts. While never dealing with anything explicit in this, there will be swearing in this podcast. There will be occasional anatomy discussions. Uh, sex is a thing that exists in the world of this podcast, even if we're not telling you the down and dirty. So if that's not going to be your thing, that's okay. If it is going to be your thing, you'll probably enjoy yourself. Welcome to Word Balloons, nerddom for fun and profits. Mmm, profit. This is the place where we talk weird nerd stuff real fast. The first part of Word Balloons, we have the word. Uh, Tyler here is going to give me a character, thing, place, team from either DC or Marvel. and uh, We're currently limiting ourselves to characters as we get used to this. Yeah. Uh, this is still only our second episode. Um, and I just have to talk. If he manages to stump the band, and I don't know anything about the character, in a later episode we will do a redemption round where I will sit down and have researched the character as thoroughly as I can. So for this week, your character is Puff Adder. Puff Adder is... I'm going to have to do a redemption round, but... I'm gonna guess what I can here. Just, okay. Just, just to see. Yeah, give, what give I me have. what you can. Give me what you can. Puff Adder is going to be a Marvel character. Yes. He is going to be a member of probably the Serpent Society, yep. possibly Serpent Squad, which would both. Make, oh, right, because they do go back and forth. It's basically the same thing. The that's going to make him a Captain America villain who would have first appeared in the 1960s. Um. I I can't give you a specific... He was actually a lot later. Oh, so 70s? 88. Whoa, so that would have... Fourth incarnation of the Serpent Society. That would have been probably the Mark Grunewald era, who had the longest Captain America run of all time, actually. Oh, wow, okay. Um, it, it The second closest Brubaker, which is amazing. Not important to this. Uh, the Serpent Society was a crime syndicate of snake-themed villains... They're really lame. They are not good. They sometimes have superpowers. They're not generally very good superpowers on their own. But they make a decent group of mid-powered level characters that Captain America has to fight. They are usually henchmen of Viper, who is Madame Hydra in a lot of versions. Green-haired lady. But not always. Sometimes they work for the Red Skull. Sometimes they're just trying to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. They they are the henchmen's henchmen, to be honest with you, when it comes to Captain America villains. That's, I mean, you didn't get a lot on, on Puff Adder, but nothing that's... Nothing about Puff Adder, but we could talk about Mark Greenwald's cap if you want. Like, it's not... Well, and, I, and you brought up the Serpent Society, and there's, there's one character that we should probably mention, because uh, a different member of the Serpent Society has been shown in pop culture recently, because Copperhead... Uh, I believe was in Luke Cage, I think or no, Diamondback was in Luke Cage. Diamondback, yes. Although I think it's a different Diamondback because mm, Diamondback oh, okay. in Captain America is a woman named Rachel something or another, and she was an attempt. Please check this for me and make sure I'm not crazy. She was an attempt to basically make a Catwoman for Captain America, a villain that he had kind of 
romantic interest in a good guy villain to his good guy. Yeah, Rachel Layton. Originally a super villain who's part of the Serpent Society. She is... I was thinking of a different Diamondback. Yeah, she is not... I just assumed because, you know, serpents. Too fair. Uh, (laughs) uh, She is not great. She is nowhere near as interesting as some of Captain America's other romantic interests. She did have a really good run recently in the Domino miniseries written by Gail Simone, uh, where she works with Domino and they form this mercenary team called the Outlaws, along with a woman named Outlaw. Uh, mm. No, it wasn't the Outlaws. It doesn't, does not matter. Um, Rachel is probably the character of the Serpent Society that has the most staying power to her outside of Madame Hydra herself. Mm. Um, well, we'll have to come back to Puff Adder. Okay. I but will. you still managed to school me because I brought up a wrong diamond back. <laughs> I, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have some basics for you next time. All right. So now let's see where this balloon takes us. All right. The question for today. Yes. And this one's an anonymous yeah, question. Yeah, we, we have donor. an anonymous place. If, if you have a question that you don't necessarily want to be, like, people wondering why you've been thinking about that, feel free to ask it. Uh, weirdest superhero hookup. So we decided on some caveats on this one because yes. there's it, it could be weird. Uh, we decided any time that it was people out of like people drugged or people out of like any kind of their self control was taken off of the table. We we don't want these are weird consensual superhero hookups. I guess that's that's where we're really going with that, right? Uh, it's comics. It's science fiction. There's sometimes some consent issues with some plot lines. Over on the other show, General Nerdery, we've already had to talk about, like, what's the consent of mind-wiping someone? It's not great! Or mind-returning someone. Also, a little better, but still, <laughs> there's better ways to do it, Martian Manhunter. Uh, anyways, before... We've got a couple possible answers here, but there's kind of an honorable mention before we talk to the more meat and potatoes ones. Okay. And it's Wanda, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, and the Vision. Uh, because it's one of the earliest examples I know of of a human wanting to fuck a robot. I mean, these days it doesn't even seem that big of a deal because science fiction's been having people bang robots forever, and it's... Also, real girls yeah. exist. Yeah, it's kind of just becoming a regular life thing, but uh, it, it was a major plot point, even, that could a woman fall in love with a robot, an android. Mm-hmm. So it gets uh, honorable mention for being early weird. All right. Or so weirder. But wh- what do you have beyond the honorable mention? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Namor and Namora for one of them because they're cousins. Yeah. I didn't uh, know that they actually hooked up. Yeah, they almost got married, uh, and they had to have awkward conversations about how, no, it's really not that weird and it's always that weird yeah um like oh we're not actually related like it's still strange uh her name is namora you're namor like no don't do that uh other possibilities include martian manhunter and the daughter of deathstroke rose wilson this is from crisis on two earths which is a animated film that dc did it's actually very good uh, I will say they aged up Rose Wilson, who's usually portrayed as a member of, like, the Teen Titans. Right. So she was... I got the sense of about college age. Okay. So, don't worry, Martian Manhunter is not a pedophile here, but it was still just really 
jarring of like, here's Rose Wilson and here's John. You're like, your daughter would have been older than her. Hey, if you're going to choose a lover, though, in the DC <laughs> universe, Marshawn, there's probably, he's a shapeshifter and he's psychic. That's a twofer. Yeah. How can you go wrong with that combo? <laughs> I know you For had, real. I know you had one, so... Uh, uh, mine's not so much weird as it is a little bit funny, uh, especially if you've ever actually seen the panels. Mm. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people know this, and these two characters are very popular right now. Uh, Gamera and Iron Man hooked up once. Oh my god, that was so funny! And she was very disappointed. Yeah, she wrecked his day... Uh, Bendis wrote, when he was writing Guardians of the Galaxy, he had Tony Stark join the Guardians and go out there and expecting to live up his Captain Kirk fantasies, which included sleeping with a green woman. So, it happened. What the hell? And it just shows him looking terrified and Gamora looking, like... Disappointed. And And like, "Ah, I'm going to go back to the party now. She just kind of, like, pats him on the head, basically, or, like, the Gamora equivalent of that. And doesn't take him seriously for the rest of the series. Just... Hey, she's used to Nova. Yeah. (laughs) Along those lines, this actually isn't on my list, but in formerly known as the Justice League, which was a sequel series to Justice League International, a running joke is people keep informing Sue Dibney, wife of the elongated man, that her husband is a four. Uh, like, they're they're rating people Mm -hmm. being like, Booster's butt is an eight, and Captain Adam's a nine. An elongated man is a four. And he's like, he finds out and he's like, wait, what? Um, but she's just like, he might be a four, but he's a four with a sense of humor and the ability to elongate any part of his body. <laughs> uh, which, it, it was just running gag throughout it. It's not necessarily weirdest hookup, but it's definitely, a, it fit with the theme. Uh, weirdest hookup, honestly, there are. There are two real options here that I can think of. One is a really uncomfortable scene from Avengers, uh, from the Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns run featuring Giant Man and the Wasp. Just saved the world. The Avengers just got in the UN Charter. It shows what everyone's doing to celebrate. And it shows a really heavily breathing Wasp in bed doing the whole big gasping thing. And then Ant-Man climbs out from under the covers and he is Tiny. Ant-Man sized. And he looks real sweaty. And he goes, okay, my turn. And people have been wondering and fearing what the hell that means ever since. I... She gave him that stinger. Oh, boy. Uh, And then final one, just because apparently I know too much about this, is from just the where the hell did this come from? She-Hulk and the Juggernaut. Wow. Um, this one comes from... So that caused an earthquake, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, this comes from the Chuck Austin era of writing X-Men. Chuck Austin era is honestly considered one of the worst X-Men eras I've ever heard about. And I read some of it as a kid, and I was like, hey, you're wrong! And I read it now, and I was like, oh, you were not... You were not wrong. Okay. Uh, but the, the one part I did like about his run is the Juggernaut tried to be a good guy for a while. Okay. And actually turned himself in. It's a, it's a classic X-Men trope. One of the villains joins the team and tries to deal with it. And he gets arrested, and She-Hulk is hired as his uh, attorney mm-hmm. 
And they end up fighting the rhino and arguing a whole lot. And then it turns out that Juggernaut's not such a bad guy. And they have a hookup. Which is wildly inappropriate behavior between a lawyer and their client. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- they play with this in the She-Hulk series afterwards. Because Peter David was writing it. And he was just like, you had her do what? That's why I've I've uh, listened to a lawyer talk about that on YouTube before. Oh, and it's... like it's technically okay if you had that relationship beforehand, but if but it's still during... looked down <laughs> upon. If you start during, you should probably be disbarred. Oh yeah, <laughs> like ooh no. Um, and Peter David, who's one of comics' best writers, actually ended up writing a plot line into She-Hulk when he was writing it. I think it was David. It could have been Dan Slott, because I didn't research this part. Where there's a alternate universe that keeps... That that coming to Earth-616 has become a, like, vacation spot. Oh, okay. For these alternate... Because their universe is really safe and boring, so they'll travel over to this va- and vacation and be like... Wow, that was fun and weird, and uh, it's a, it was a way to explain really un out of character behaviors that someone might have done in a guest appearance, like oh, she okay. sleeping with one of her clients, or uh, I think they tried to explain all of Next Wave Agents of Hate by it. Just like anytime someone wildly changed character for a story, his answer was it was this. Alternate, it was the alternate like six fifteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Six sixteen. Um, they were on vacation and just ruining these poor people's lives. And She-Hulk, for the rest of that series, and she's pretty, like, flirtatious and openly sexual in that series. I'm not ashamed of it, but uh, people keep being like, you hooked up with Juggernaut? She's like, I didn't. Stop saying that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. So that I... might have to be my weirdest superhero hookup. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, combing through my head and I can't think of anything quite quite too weird to be honest not superhero but honorable mention to deep space nine kira norris who's a bajoran who's just a normal human woman and odo who is a changeling that changes into a pile of goo and at one point he basically turns into a form of mist she walks into him and starts making happy noises and that's how they end the episode like it's it ain't sex but it it's sex okay so it's not weird because of who it is but it's weird. Yeah. And I'm going to say Swamp Thing and Abby. Yeah, they did an entire issue of... She's like, I want to have sex with you, Swamp Thing. And he's like, I think that's a great idea. Here, she's, eat this yam that I just grew from myself. And then she tripped balls in happy, sexy ways for the next, like, 18 pages. It was mostly just... It was like a hallucinatory orgasm. I think it was Steve Bissett writing or drawing it at the time. And she got to kind of touch the green doing that, I think, a little bit, too. Yeah, it is a very good issue. You kind of want to read some issues leading up to it before you try that one out, though. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to throw that one out there. Not not because it's weird who it is. They're a couple. But how it goes down is... Uh, yeah, so there's not really a, 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 a most awkward or strangest, but there's a, a group from you, you can pick from. Just, it's up to you. And if you guys can think of weirder ones. Let us know. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we already want interaction with you from questions, or you can send ideas of characters for the word to, to try and stump me. Um, want to give a quick shout out, thank you to our editor, 
Stephen Gade. Thank you. I really hope it's pronounced Gade, because that's what I've been calling it. <laughs> uh, I guess you'll find out when he starts editing these. And he's like, hey! Uh, in the meantime, I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Bye! Bye. Hey there, listener. This is your editor and stowaway, Stephen. Wanted to give a very special thank you to Ian Ford for letting us use their song Tracks as our theme song. To hear more of their music, you can check them out on SoundCloud.